At least Harry Maguire stopped making incredible yes. mistakes and he's actually it's getting a bit back England. on form. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry, Harry Maguire? You, you guys should do a football podcast. <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah. In fact, Dave, we won't do sustainability. Dave and I will get a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just talk about I'll go, I'll go and fall asleep on beanbags again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Cloud Realities Live, a conversation show exploring the practical and exciting alternate realities that can be unleashed through cloud-driven transformation. I'm Dave Chapman. I'm Shao Kuzal. And I'm Rob Kernahan. And joining us as the final guest of the week, um, but likely probably the most important and urgent subject that we've talked about all week, even though we've covered some big stuff, I'm not sure anything in the world is pretty much as important as we're talking, as the stuff we're about to talk about now. So we've got Rahul Serene, and Rahul is the Global Head of Sustainability Solutions at AWS. Welcome, Rahul. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come talk to us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you. Maybe just tell, um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the role that you do at AWS. Sure. So I've been with AWS for nine years, so a really long time we're here. And my background has been in the emerging technology space. So within AWS, you know, I was leading IoT team, machine learning teams, and data, ML, you know, all the emerging techs that you can think of. And that's what my background is, you know, building innovation solution using emerging technologies in cloud. And then I've been doing sustainability for the past three years now. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the genesis for this came with, when we were talking to our customers, right? They were asking, how is Amazon doing for its own sustainability? How can digital technologies accelerate some of the sustainability challenges that they are facing within the organization? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we found was that emerging tech and cloud were kind of, you know, big accelerators to solve some of the problems that our customers were facing. Right. And that's how, you know, I started a sustainability three years ago, and we've been doing strong. Uh, We've been working with customers, partners, and doing strong innovation in this space. Well, let's use that frame to explore the subject in a second. I'm looking forward to digging into that. But before we do that, maybe just worth taking pause. It's the end of the week of reInvent, and uh, we'll come a bit later on in the show to some of the big things that we've seen and some of the big themes. But but how's your week been? How's your week been? It's been busy, but that's expected of reInvent when we have, you know... Literally, literally nonstop, like, (laughs) you know, 20 hours a day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was actually joking with one of my friends. I was like, okay, my exercise quota for the next month is done. You're done, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's it, you can go home and just lie down and stop. I like that. I'm going to use that one. I've yeah. stolen that. I, that's it, that's mine. That's mine. Like, like, of all the stuff we've been talking about, that's you too. <laughs> well, how to be lazy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's, lit. that's brilliant. Every conference you go to, oh. That's the month done. How to be lazier. Oh, ooh, that's uh, <laughs> Dave Cutting. <laughs> I mean, what's your step count then? Uh, so today it's been like 12,000 so far, but yesterday it was 21,000 steps. Mm. That is good. That's Have you been good. going up and down the the strip or is that literally just in the Venetian? So it's Venetian, Mandalay Bay, you name oh, it. Right, yeah. Absolutely mental, isn't it? It's been nice, you know. It, it's, it's nice to actually talk to partners and customers uh, and, and, you know, like one of the themes that we have seen, and, and this is my seventh reinvent. Right. right. Uh, 
So I've been here. You know, you got the I've badges, seen the, the honors, the medals that go out. The, exactly. Like, the, the end. Yeah, I've seen the transition. You know, yeah. like and and I've seen innovation happening. You know, when I see happy customers, that's what you know gives me the fulfillment. But one of the themes that we are seeing, you know, year over year, especially you know, we've been doing sustainability. This is our second year where we have showcased sustainability demos. We have talks. We have workshops, and we have almost seen five times the amount of. responses from our customers the foot traffic right. the interest which is really interesting and really you know like heartwarming to see that yeah. customers really care about and they're getting interested you see that growing yes. you've seen it through as like but it is I, i think for me socially sustainability the importance of the environment everything else is now front of mind for almost everyone oh, yeah. yeah and it's like but go back 10 years it was a not a conversation we spoke about and now suddenly it's very acute isn't it Yeah, and I think uh, there was a lot of research that was already happening, right? And uh, it's not that sustainability is a new topic, right? Yeah, yeah. There are organizations, there are research and government bodies that have been doing sustainability for the past, and and sustainability again is a very broad term, right? Like mm. you basically define it into all the way from climate reporting to water conservation. Uh, and and I'm just right now talking about the environmental aspect. There are social aspects, you know, ground aspects that are also important, right? But when 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 I started, and going back to your question, right? Like when I started, I was like, okay, we as technologists, we are not trying to change what these agencies, these government bodies, or what the other customers have been doing, right? Yeah. What we are trying to do is, how can we use technology and provide tools provide digital platforms to these customers to the government agencies mm-hmm. to the research bodies to basically accelerate what they are doing right. and do it better and faster yeah, and i think i think um technology is so important as the enabler of the foundation to be able to p- pick it up use it understand bring the transparency bring it front of mind and then you've got your what do i do next to make this better Well let's, oh, yeah. well, well, let's dig in. Let's, let's dig right into it. And I, I thought we'd use your framework of solution partners and innovation to, mm-hmm. to explore the subject a little bit. So let's, let's first of all start with the solution and start with the solution through the lens of AWS yourselves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got, an, you've got an absolutely vast infrastructure. You guys mm-hmm. have been working extremely hard and you've got some very aggressive uh, net zero commitments around your infrastructure. So perhaps take us through that journey and, ha- and how you guys... Got to achieve that and set and set such an aggressive timescale to to achieve net zero. Yeah. So uh, and again, it's not just AWS, right? Like when we look at our net zero commitment, it's actually at the Amazon level. So we have right. businesses which includes Prime, which includes our devices business, yeah. and which also includes AWS as one of the prominent business. And when we talk about our net zero commitment, we actually are. you know driving towards net zero by 2040 which is 10 years before the paris climate accord and that's why we right. co-founded climate pledge yeah uh, and we've been working with our customers and our suppliers to basically because we understand that this is not a one company or a one party effort it's a joint effort that we have to do so, uh, with yeah. everyone it, it's about as ecosystem as it uh, as, as it can be yes. right but i wonder if you could share you know can you share with us elements of the AWS Net Zero plan, like how you guys are actually attacking the problem. Oh yeah, so we are looking all the way from our data centers. You know, we are doing innovation all the way in our data centers about 
like the energy that are consumed by our servers and our racks, right? So all the infrastructure, uh, we are doing a lot of optimization around that. We basically just announced our water positive commitment by 2030, right. where we will probably be working with, you know, all the local agencies to, in order to make sure that, you know, we release back more water than we consume. Uh, we are basically innovating, we are designing our own chips. So, for example, if you see uh, Inferentia chips that we have, you know, th those are known to be more energy efficient mm -hmm. uh, that, that we always recommend our customers if they are running machine learning or HPC cluster models right. to basically leverage those. Uh, we have Graviton processor. We just announced a Graviton 4 processor, nice. which not only just provides you with cost benefits, but then they have also proven to be almost 40 to 50 percent, you know, lower carbon intensive. Yeah. Well, Rob, you've been you've been doing some work today on Graviton. Yeah, no, I was with the Graviton guys earlier, and a um, little bit of complexity to get to it if you've got an existing platform. But actually, when you do, you get those dramatic improvements cheaper uh -huh. and uh, better for the environment but actually it starts with making good decisions when you do something new yes that's what we like to talk about we say you know crimes of architecture is not thinking that you can change something especially in cloud to make an improvement and graviton's a classic example if it's net new go to graviton and and you know graviton is a perfect example where you know the business goals and the sustainability goals they, you can see that you know they go hand in hand yeah. they don't have to clash with each other right by being sustainable, you can also be a better business yeah. and you can be yeah. an optimized business and you can also do cost benefits. And my big takeaway from that, by the way, is the phrase, crimes of architecture. <laughs> it's I, a good one. There's many, Dave, I, I, many. And there's loads that I've done that nobody knows about either. <laughs> Where all the bodies are buried in that. Yeah, yeah. There's a note that's going to be released on my death to inform everybody where they need to go. <laughs> I think you should write like a multi-volume series, like Crimes of Architecture, Volume One to Twenty. They eventually worked out; they just needed to stop me doing it. Yeah. Go, get away from the keyboard Rob, now, Kernahan. You've had enough. As a level four architect, you cannot do that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, sh you should introduce into your architecture course oh, uh, a module called Crimes of Architecture. Crimes Come on, Arch I'll <laughs> add that in for the chief architect. Absolutely yeah, yeah. Crimes brilliant. of Architecture. But but back to back to the subject and. Uh, you know, talking about the tech innovation and the platform itself. Um, I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you, you know this yet in terms of the, like how the solutions are going to come to market for mm -hmm. for consumption. So, so is it going to be? Um, I can say opt for a greener solution and a less green solution, or, or ultimately is the whole infrastructure going to, you know, kind of going to going to transition to a green infrastructure? So I'm green by default. And again, it's it's. I think uh, so. Maybe I'll I'll take a step back, right? So when we talk about solutions, there are various ways in which we help our customers be sustainable. One, what we call it as sustainability in and off the cloud, right? So when customers run IT workloads and they are running it on-prem, what we have, and there is an independent research that was done by 451 report where it showed that, you know, just by migrating to the cloud, you can reduce your IT workload carbon footprint by almost 80%. And wow. because we are almost like, like we are already on path to be 100% renewable by 2025, you know, that, that can actually increase it up to 96%. Mm. So it's a, it's a low hanging fruit. And this is what we also recommend that if you are running like your IT workloads or applications on-prem, 
just migrate to the cloud. And not only you can get the benefit of scalability, resilience, and all the other things that we have, but you can also be sustainable. Mm -hmm. So that's one part. But then the other part in which, you know, what my team also works is, how can we leverage the digital technologies and the emerging technologies to build solutions, solving complex problems like ESG reporting, like yeah. renewable energy transition, like value chain transparency, biodiversity impact, circular economy. All these are problems that our customers really grapple with. And if you see data, ML, IoT, these are some of the emerging tech foundations that really help accelerate the development of this challenge. And that's maybe a good bridge into the partners section of your framework because the, those examples of the sort of solutions that you talk about are extremely end-to-end, -end, yes, extremely cross-industry, and and you know and deeply complex. So. Obviously, you're leveraging a partner ecosystem, but yes. how, are you, how are you structuring and driving that and what kind of progress are you seeing? So partners are the integral part of our, not only just sustainability, right? Like if you see about any anywhere from migration, modernization, data, ML, right? Partners are core for us to scale, right? And the same is true for sustainability. Mm. In fact, one of the things that we see when we go and talk to customers our customers are still new. They're still trying to figure out what they really need to do, right? There are regulations that are coming up day in, day out. We just had a regulation that was passed in California, SB 253 and 261. And our customers have no idea what to do with that, right? right now, right. I can provide the best tool, but they need someone who yeah. can actually help them strategize, plan, and how to execute so that they can meet those standards, right? And this is where the partners come, right? They not only just help us provide the scalability of deploying those tools, but they also act as a trusted advisor for those customers, right? right? And right. this is where, you know, like the partner ecosystem becomes very important for mm -hmm. us. Uh, and, and the way we structure, you know, we have partner ecosystem where we have these ISV providers who are building these tools that solve complex issues that we can then give to our customers. And then we have our global system integrators who basically provide thought leadership and then they basically bridge all the gaps together. And, and there's a lot of legislation that's starting to arrive where organizations have to report on their whole footprint mm -hmm. and their supply chain, Yes. which for very large organizations is a slightly scary veg moment where they yeah. go, how am I going to work that out? Yes. And it's that the tooling's there and you go, well, we're here to help. And it's so it, it is the... the the pill to solve the headache that is it's really important but it is actually becoming law and if you don't do it the fines are going to be very large mm. oh yeah these are like uh, scary things right because mm. no one has that so one thing you know i always kind of you know when someone says okay how do you define sustainability i always say you know like a very good you know like uh, thing is think about security right security is important everyone has to do security similarly sustainability is important mm. right the challenge is we are not there yet as we are with security. In yeah. security, we have very well-defined frameworks. There is HIPAA, there is PCI. We know what the regulations are. We know what the challenges are. And we have partners, we have tools, and we have very well-defined frameworks. That's yeah, that, not true for sustainability. And, and that's a great a great analogy to compare the two because um, security is embedded in everything you do Yes, and absolutely sustainability needs to be the same but we're, we're, it's like we're still working out the muscle memory for sustainability aren't we to oh, yeah. make sure we embed it everywhere it still feels a new skill that we're still learning oh and, and you know 
one thing that i actually challenge my team and even like my customers is and and i like say sustainability by design yeah like Absolutely. Like we say security by design this morning, sustainability exactly. by design, it's the same thing. Yeah. Good. They're very, very interrelated and like everything should be designed like that from the outset. So, so you, you, you've referenced it a couple of times. Let's move on to the innovation portion of your, of your framework and how you're leveraging the sort of technologies that we've been talking about, I guess, to actually create solutions. So have you got some, have you got some examples that come to mind of, you know, what you think good looks like? Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, one of the themes that we are actually hearing a lot from our customers is how can you really help us innovate from digital perspective, right? And that's where back to the themes that I was talking about, AIML kind of becomes one of the crucial thing. In fact, we have something what we call it as AI for sustainability. Yeah. So we have solutions that basically are built leveraging our AI service stack and right. technologies. And in fact, one of the things that we have started exploring over the last six to nine months is how can I use Gen AI to basically solve some of the, these complex problems? Mm. And in fact, uh, if like those of you who probably are at reInvent, you know, they can go to our sustainability showcase at the Caesars Forum. Mm -hmm. We have a demo where we are showing Gen AI, like the power of Gen AI to solve some of the challenges, especially around ESG regulations and reporting. Yeah. Because as you know, right, these regulations, they are like hundreds of pages of documents. And you have literally people who are going through these regulations and documents, especially these are like legal regulations, right? So someone has to go through them, make sure that all the data that they are presenting matches, right? This is where I think the power of Gen AI becomes pretty mm. important. Mm. And what we do, we say, you provide your data report, you provide a regulation, and then you can basically then ask question that, okay, how can I make my report compliant with for example, CSRD regulation. Yeah. That wow. is good. That's really it is powerful. A, it is, it's so yeah. hard to navigate. I want to meet a regulator that does simple regulation. I don't think they exist. It's almost like they do it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, and they it, never remove anything. They only just add. Stop adding. Bit, it's a bit like if you ask, if you ask somebody to do any job all day, they will do it all day. You want us to regulate? <laughs> yeah. Right. We're gonna we're gonna regulate the shit out of this. <laughs> so they're gonna write like hundreds of pages of it, and some of which is more useful than others. Let's face it. Yeah, I'll bet they're proud when they start. But I mean, a lot of it is very important, but it is a minefield to navigate for many customers. So the, the more help you can give them, the better. Yeah. Another example that probably I would like to quickly talk about is, you know, uh, now we are talking about, like, we, I just spoke about the regulation and the reporting, right? Yeah. But no one will be able to reach net zero just by reporting. No. You have to take actions. And this is where, you know, AI becomes pretty powerful, right? So, like, for example, we all know buildings constitute a big chunk of the global yeah. greenhouse gas emissions. Mm -hmm. So many customers are coming to us, right? Like these are like portfolio managers, like real estate portfolio managers, and even like companies like Schneider, Siemens, who are doing pretty good in the sustainability space. They are coming to us and they are asking, how can I basically build a machine learning model that can tell me based on the occupancy within the building, or based on the outside weather conditions, what should be the set point of my HVAC system? Mm. Uh, okay. So that I can basically consume less energy. And again, going back to the dynamics I was talking about, right? Reducing energy consumption can not only help reduce your carbon emissions, it also helps you become more cost efficient. 
Yes. And especially the energy bill that you probably would know, right? Like the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we all remember the, that. Yeah, yes. well, we still are. We are remembering it yes. currently. Yeah, it's a big, it's but, a big push. But you're right, though. There is a direct correlation between sort of efficiency and sustainability. Yes, absolutely. And it happens in in lots of different areas. That if you if you go after this, you you actually are going to you know you are going to save money as well as being yes. kinder to the planet. Yeah. So I wonder, maybe just in in a way of bringing our conversation to a bit of a close today. If you could, like, if you, you know, looking at the landscape and the sustainability challenges for, say, the next five years, if there is one technology or or change that you could accelerate, what would it be? What do you, what do you think central to really move in the dial? Uh, again, I think back to the point I've been saying. I think AI, especially Gen AI, like yeah. we are seeing a big potential with Gen AI overall, like, and we are just scratching the surface, right? We actually have built use cases. We have customers who are coming to us saying, hey, this is a very complex problem for me. How can I solve this, right? We are actually now venturing into the climate risk space. As you know, right, like we have these climate natural disasters yeah. that are occurring. You know, we had the Moy wildfire, the Canadian wildfires, we had the floodings. So these that type of natural disasters which keep on happening, right? Mm. Mm. And this is where we are actually figuring out how can we use Gen AI and AI overall to build models that can actually predict and forecast before the natural disaster occurs yeah. and also tell the customers how will it impact their value chain. Yeah, yeah so, but that's early warning saves lives yes. and avoids a lot of pain. That's yeah. great. I mean, it's, it's technology for greater good. Yeah, I always say, oh, right, detection is good, yeah. but prevention is optimal. Yeah. The, one of the uh, previous guests we had on, uh, we were talking about quantum, and obviously there's been quantum announcements this week uh, at, at reInvent. And one of the interesting examples they think that quantum's going to tackle very early is the fertilizer problem. So, yep. certain the, the fertilizers we use to grow um, the food that we need to sustain like multiple billion people on the earth, which is like an un, you know an unnatural growth number. Yes. Um, those fertilizers themselves create a, a very dramatic percentage of greenhouse gases. So I wonder when, you, when you're thinking about like, is, is quantum coming into the equation for you yet? So we have had some discussions, but uh, I think the things that we are seeing a lot is more on the HPC simulation. Oh, okay. I yeah. was actually talking yeah. to one of the clean tech startups yesterday, yeah. and they are basically building fusion reactors for clean energy. Right. And they are basically looking at HPC and they are running simulations at you know peak hours. And these simulations are with hundreds and millions of data points. Mm. And they are running it like using our HPC clusters, turning up and down based on the scale that they want. So, so we are seeing a big push towards HPC. There is definitely you know a power in quantum mm. that's coming up. Right now, you know, our focus has been with a lot of customers around HPC. Yeah, if we can get fusion power working, oh, oh man, that is oh. that is nirvana, isn't it, from yes. a power perspective? Just a very difficult thing to do because they've it been is. spending decades on it. Getting closer, though. Yes. Well, very good. Uh, thank you so much for your insight today. And uh, now, given that this is the last episode from reInvent this year, um, it feels like we've been doing these episodes for both a short term, a short time, and forever at the same time. It's like a strange time warp situation, but we're at the end. You're not suggesting we're in a weird reality, are you, Dave? <laughs> it's a bit like that. See what I did there? I'd be clever. It was clever. Cre creative. 
But um, Schalke has been tracking announcements all week, and I know you've been aggregating them together into some sort of themes. So yep. let's have a look at them and, uh, and, and see what we've got. Yeah, so there are a couple of themes that are keep coming back during this event. Uh, the first one, around performance, efficiency, cost reduction, in databases, analytics, logging, but also in how to design your system in architectures and in all the past services. Um, it was also around practical computing. Lots of tools are available, but you also need to get your architecture right. No crimes. <laughs> no crimes, no not crime. at all. No. Especially not for L4 architects. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. It was about safety, sovereignty, sustainability, of course. And AI was one major theme during this event, lastly. It's going to transform everything we do. The nine months of hype are now really settling in in enterprises. They're going to take the, going to take the next step to build intelligent solution. So as, as a summary, AWS is the cloud for builders and it offers a mature and stable foundation for companies to take the next step in the cloud and also to innovate in the cloud. Rob, that resonate with you? What yeah, are you yeah, thinking? I think, I think um, it's been going a long time now uh, and um, we've just seen ever-increasing maturity. It's a theme that's coming out a lot, which is just getting better, easier, removing the pain. But what I like is the, the application of Gen AI over the top of pre-existing tools and platforms to make it even better. Yeah. Like, like the things we discussed with the algorithms. There was that bit you talked about where the uh, AI can now help you select the AI model that yeah. you want to yeah, use. Yeah, so yeah. AI now helping you build AI, which is starting <laughs> to get to a really nice point for me. So yeah. I was, I was kind of thinking about, yeah, I'm going to be out of a job soon. No. Uh, and Raul, anything in that summary that either resonated particularly with you or you think we've missed in the, in the summary of the week? I think you summarized it, right? As I have been saying in this podcast and to my customers throughout the week, I think AI and Gen AI will probably transform the businesses yeah. and sustainability is part of that transformation. Yeah. Uh, one of the releases that I really loved was the Amazon Q. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there uh, anything in Star Trek from that? Because obviously the first episode of Next Generation had Q in it. I wonder if there was uh, whoever created it liked particularly that uh, We that have character. a lot of Star Wars fan yeah. AWS, so <laughs> you it, never know. It, it, <laughs> mu it must be related. I've, I, I, I've thought a couple of times this week, I wonder where Q came from. I bet you've put your finger right on that. Episode one. Episode one, Star Trek, The Next I, Generation. I, could have been Bond. I, I didn't realise there were so many Qs. Yeah, there are lots of Qs. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah. here at the event, we also saw a lot of Qs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, uh, yeah, my, my takeaway was uh, similar as well, which is I think there is a sort of a real maturity in terms of how the building blocks of all this stuff is being brought together. So it wasn't like overly hyping certain areas. Obviously, there's a lot of hype around Gen AI, but I thought the positioning of it within the stack as part of the toolkit, and then, yeah, with Q, whichever Q it is, um, kind of now beginning to start to enhance the, the usability. So I really like that. I also thought there was an interesting repositioning and use of, of modernization, not just migration. So previously, the, I think the language and framing of modernization has been like very much in the, hey, higher productivity, new revenues, blah, 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 which, which of course it is and should be like that. But there was a bit of a repositioning of it, I thought, as using um, 
modernization to also drive efficiencies and to also yeah. deal with cost challenges e economic uh, headwinds tackling e that yeah, yeah. economic headwinds but of course modernization connects back to sustainability and systemic approaches to dealing with sustainability it's a double whammy isn't it you save a load of dough and you save the planet and my children get a breathable atmosphere so thank you very much some <laughs> would say it sounds like a no-brainer it does <laughs> absolutely yeah. should all do a bit more about it I think now coming on to uh, an even more important subject uh oh Best swag. Best swag. <laughs> so, now, Rob, <laughs> all week you've been looking for a mouse. I have, Dave. We're at the end of the week. Find a mouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. It seemed like a big bit of swag. Still does to me, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I almost want a keyboard, actually, uh, wow. over there. A nice mechanical one. Oh. Um, but the, uh, there are some really good stuff. There is some good stuff. Go on, give us, give us your top well, I got three. The uh, top three was. Um, uh, the Lego I won. That was good. Lego set. It's all right. Yeah, no, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, there's a, a fidget spinner that is extremely high quality. You know, surprisingly good quality. It just keeps going. And that's me done. <laughs> are they still like a thing, fidget spinners? They, they, are, <laughs> they are for me. And then uh, there's an Elvis walking around on yeah, stage that, that as well. Is, that's that. unusual. That, that is unusual. Don't see that every day. <laughs> and then um, uh, 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 I think what Marcel liked and I did like as well. He, I think he's stolen it actually. My yo-yo. Yeah. I got a yo-yo that lights up oh, and wow. it's a spinny one, so you can do all the tricks from my childhood. If you all remember Duncan's yo-yos from and the, days gone by, the cradle. Yeah, the cra oh, used to do the cradle, the ro rocking the baby, yeah, and, and all yeah, that yeah. sort of I stuff. I look forward to seeing him, but that a bit later. <laughs> You're probably going to eat you in the head with it. It flies off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rahul, have you had a, have you ever have you had a swag walk? Not yet, uh, but. I do plan to basically go around and see whatever is left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just throw it at you at the end yes. of the conference. Yes. There's probably plenty of fidget spinners. They've been around for about the last five years. You know what, yeah. like some of the best swags over the last seven years I've basically collected has been the last day. They either, you know, like are announcing a prize and the prize winner basically doesn't show up, so they like you want it? Yeah, 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 yeah why not? Probably right. Right. <laughs> probably right. My, my favourite bit of swag is the uh, lip balm. Oh, there's yeah. loads yes. of those, actually. Oh. Super Unique. practical. Oh, we shouldn't forget the hangover kit swag as well, which was quite good. It comes with uh, Advil, uh, antacids, toothpaste, uh, oh, a plaster really? somehow. There's a plaster in there as well. I, I've uh, just availed myself of it, and it was extremely useful, I have oh, to say. I haven't seen that one. It's right, there's one on the table there. Oh, okay. That's the, the little ah, bag. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not. Yeah, I'm not allowed to bring any swag home. Why not? No, I I had so many t-shirts, so many socks. It's it, it got a little bit too much. Yeah. Get out, got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't like it's, it, nothing's caught your eye. And you Only thought, I'm one take pair a of socks. Only one pair of socks. What? Which ones were there? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what, what was on it. It was black with red. I think hearts. Look yeah. great, yeah. Great oh, yeah. Very nice. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. I, I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, last last bit of roundup for the week. Favorite event or restaurant? So Rahul, what, what what stood out on an evening? Either a good steak you've had or a good event you've been to. Honestly speaking, choosing a favorite restaurant. You like choosing the favorite child, right? Oh, Vegas, right? Oh, very <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, top three. Yeah, yeah, so I'll probably okay. take like the event, and I think uh, the sustainability showcase, in my opinion, right. and maybe I'm a bit biased, but especially yeah. the Legos, <laughs> you know. So we actually built the whole smart city, and with Legos. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out, I do suggest for people to go and check this out. 
it's amazing. I think I think the way we have kind of done the innovation and designed the whole sustainability showcase, it has been amazing. Oh, Rob, you got anything that comes to mind? Uh, Event restaurant? I, I, it's it's going to be the pepper mill, and and I've got a pepper mill T-shirt, which yeah. which uh, you did buy for me, David. So I did. that was a, that was quite a surprising gift. Ah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like yeah. Rob had a particularly <laughs> rough day the other day and was looking very downtrodden. And uh, there's a there's a picture of him <laughs> captured that's been published <laughs> on LinkedIn by Chris. <laughs> that is uh, an absolute classic of somebody sitting there with like a resting depressed face. So like if you know if you if you go and track down a LinkedIn post by Chris Dudgeon and zoom in on on Rob, that's why I bought him the t-shirts. Oh, I can't leave you looking like that, Rob. <laughs> it's very much appreciated, David. Thank I, you. It is I cool. I go, it's, I a, it's a cracking restaurant and it's a great um, t-shirt. It is well, a yeah. very retro looking yeah, thing. It's, cool. it's very cool. Looks very good on you. Shalk, what, what about you? Primal Steakhouse and the Pepper Mill. Like, were you telling the truth about drinking out of horns and that? Yeah, that's 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 really the truth. Yeah, uh, I mean, swords, horns, uh, smoky horns. Where were we when that was going on? I don't know. Working probably, Rob. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making the podcast dream work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whilst, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. else just sloped off. That's right. That's right. Well, look, the week's over. Let's look forward a little bit. And Rahul, we end every episode of this show by asking our guests what they're excited about doing next. And that could be, in this case, I just can't wait to see the faces of my family again. Or it could be something that you're looking forward in your professional life. So, Rahul, end the show. What you're looking at? Look, what you're looking forward to doing next? I'm actually going to the crop uh, in Dubai. Uh, oh, really? Oh, so, wow! Yeah, very good. So, even though it it'll be like back to back, so I'll be back home <laughs> tomorrow. For like 24 hours or something. And then, yes, exactly. Like meeting my wife. Like my wife, you know, sometimes says the kids probably don't even recognize you. The amount of <laughs> yeah. Travel, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. But I think uh, some strange man. He's come yeah. back into the house again. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think I'm really looking forward to the crop. Uh, I think there are going to be some really good uh, meetings that we are doing with customers, partners, uh, and and I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of innovation we can try. Brilliant, Rahul. Thanks for taking the time again today for sharing your insights with us. Perfect. Thanks for having me. So a huge thanks to our guest this week, Raul. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks also to our sound and editing wizards, Ben and Louis, our ironing producer, Marcel, and of course, to all of our listeners. We're on LinkedIn and X, Dave Chapman, Rob Kernahan, and Xiao Kizal. Feel free to follow or connect with us, and please get in touch if you have any comments or ideas for the show. And of course, if you haven't already done that, rate and subscribe to our podcast. See you in another reality next week. <laughs>